The way we consume and share news today it is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. For our social media minute, we're joined by Yerika. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Yes, we're here. <laughs> it has arrived. Yes, it has arrived. <laughs> All right. When it comes to contents, it seems that inclusivity has been sort of the key word for, I don't know, last decade mm. and here in korea a very long running ebs children's show that mm. is kind of our equivalent of pbs is it not it's our educational broadcasting station they have a long-standing after-school program and they want to very for the first time introduce an autistic character that's right so ding dong ding yuchiwon <laughs> kindergarten is uh, welcoming its first autistic character in its upcoming episode and uh, this is the first time that a local children's tv show is featuring a character with autistic spectrum disorder or simply asd i remember when let's say in the u.s sesame street tried to introduce mm. a more diverse set of characters and there was a lot of other tv shows that follow suit Korea wants to do the yes. same, I suppose. What do we know about this new character? Yeah, so the name of the new character is Pyori, uh, and uh, she's going to make her debut today, <laughs> uh, which airs uh, the show itself actually airs every weekday at 8 a.m. Mm. And the show describes the the new child character as perceiving sound, smell, and color more strongly than others. And uh, that understanding Pyori's world will help uh, in becoming friends with her. Mm. Um, sensory overload is among the conditions people with autistic spectrum disorder experience. When we talk about inclusivity in films and any contents designed for adults, I think it's about being able to represent different kinds of people. But for a children's TV show, it might have an entirely different intention. That too. But uh, when our perception and attitude uh, towards different people, yeah, people from different cultures that live with different abilities or disabilities, uh, it might be more natural to introduce that at a young age. That's right. We're streaming an image of oh, this new character right now. That's Pyori. Yeah, so... Um, that's exactly why uh, the introduction of this new character, uh, it's going to present an opportunity for children to uh, learn the value of respect, uh, know that not everybody is the same, you know, um, to respect diversity, basically. Mm. And uh, that is what the show producers are hoping to achieve. You know, children are incredibly perceptive. You introduce something yes. new and they soak it in yep. like a sponge. Now, Ding Dong Day Kindergarten is among one of the more popular, long-lasting children's <laughs> shows in Korean television. A lot has changed since the 70s and 80s, but somehow the show persevered. Yeah, the show um, has uh, aired on TV since 1982. Isn't that something, though? Yeah. <clears throat> Nothing has a shelf life this long. 41 years <laughs> and still going. Yep. Now, the, produ uh, the program has uh, introduced more diversity to the show over the years, especially in recent years. Um, it's featured children, characters of diverse backgrounds, um, including a child of international marriage, ah. one from a divorced family, and one with a physical disability. 
Um, and, you know, characters with ASD in pop culture, they're nothing new. I mean, sure. you know, uh, Rain Man immediately comes yeah. to mind. Yeah. 1988 film starring Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman. Right. Uh, in 2015, Sesame Street mm. um, debuted its very first autistic character named Julia. And it's definitely normalizing these uh, co- uh, conversations, I yes. suppose, which is necessary. And now, but in Korea, let's be honest, our timeline is different. Uh, such portrayals have been rare until yep. now, that is. But with a deeper understanding of the condition than perhaps in the past mm. and uh, just seeking uh, help if you're living with a mental disability, for example, uh, it's it's more normalized than ever before. It's not taboo to talk about it. That's right. For instance, mm. uh, the TV show Lee Sang-han, Byonho-sa-woo-young-woo, Extraordinary Attorney Woo, that was, it was one of the most popular shows of last year, yeah. right? Uh, that was one of the more successful cases mm. of, uh, you know, people with ASD being mm. featured on television. And the show, because of its popularity, it sparked uh, widespread interest mm. in autistic spectrum disorder. Um, yeah, the show was basically praised mm. for not following the stereotypical portrayal of autistic people. See, I mean, we all come in different shapes and sizes, don't we? Mm. And so anyone living with different disabilities. Uh, we like to generalize, right? Especially if there's no bandwidth for it, but maybe we should stop doing that. Yeah. Anyway, nice to see that mm-hmm. there's a first autistic character joining a praised children's show. That's right. Yeah. On to our second story for the day. Uh, AI. What about it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, we've we've talked about a similar uh, research, I guess, not okay. too long ago, but this particular one uh, it just blew my mind. I think everyone has experienced those moments where, you know, you're talking to a friend about a certain song and you, you can't remember the title of the song for the life of you. And all right? of us are just kind of seeming like and humming it along, yeah, trying to humming. get to that point of the lyrics, like where the song title yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, in the future, you might not even have to do that. What? Yeah. All you have to do is just simply think about the song in your head because researchers at the University of California, Berkeley, were able to generate um, a recognizable, clearly recognizable audio of Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall Part 1 using only data from the brain. Is it cold in the studio or am I getting chills? I know. I... (laughs) It's incredible. Okay, so let's first look at how the research was conducted. How was this study conducted? Yeah, so the study involved uh, recording electrical signals directly from the brains of patients, epilepsy patients, who were already undergoing monitoring for treatment. And uh, the patients passively listened to that song by Pink Floyd, and electrodes captured the activity of the brain's auditory processing regions. And then... And what happened was the researchers fed this brain data uh, set into machine learning algorithms um, by analyzing patterns and how different areas of the brain reacted to musical elements like pitch, tempo, vocals, and instruments. These AI models learned to associate specific neural activity with particular acoustic features. So the researchers then converted these visualizations of the brain data into waveforms, which then produced audio that clearly resembled the the melody of Another Brick in the Wall Part 1. Now, the fascinating part about all of this is that the neural decoding 
even reflected which instruments elicited specific responses in different brain regions. Is anyone else's mind yeah. sort of blown? Me. <laughs> I am. Okay. Maybe we can give just one more example to better yeah. understand this concept. So, for instance, activity in certain parts of the brain fluctuated specifically in reaction to vocal syllables other brain areas activated more in response to the song's rhythm guitar <laughs> motifs that's that's this is so cool yeah just basically <laughs> visualize you know certain brain parts just lighting up you know <laughs> this part lighting up when the guitar comes in another part lighting up when the vocals come in things like that it's it's so animated in my head you wouldn't believe it <laughs> uh, the implication of this research outcome is monumental as you can imagine yep. i mean figuring out i mean what song has been stuck in my head is just a least of our concerns yep. where you can only imagine what this can do for just further research on the brain how it works yeah. so the researchers suggest that this technology could eventually be used to help severely paralyzed patients or even stroke victims regain the ability to speak simply by thinking uh, as recently as may a team of researchers were able to turn thoughts into oh. text and advances in recording devices and ai capabilities could one day evolve into thought-to-speech interfaces that give voice back to the speech-impaired people. Isn't that something? Yeah. Um, if you've ever had a stroke patient in your family or right. someone near you, it's tough to watch and Eat. you're just told by doctors that they can't hear you and you have no idea to what extent. People with uh, locked-in syndrome, yeah. for example. Yeah. yeah. And it, wouldn't it help a great deal if we can somehow communicate with yeah. them? That's a beautiful mm. thing. But for now, I mean, this is in the very beginning stages right. of research. However, the implications seem huge. Yep. <laughs> I'm just excited that I would be able to get the song down to the T, which is thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On to our final story today. Uh, remember talking about a volunteer fighter by the name of Egan? Yeah. Well, he gets suspended prison term for volunteering to fight a Ukraine. You know, um, volunteer fighters from around the world, they flocked to Ukraine in the weeks after the Russian invasion last year. YouTuber and former South Korean Navy SEAL Egan was one of them. Mm. But uh, when he returned home three months later, uh, he wasn't given a hero's welcome. He was prosecuted mm. for breaking South Korea's travel ban to Ukraine. And just yesterday, the Seoul Central District Court gave the 39-year-old a suspended prison prison sentence. Mm. Uh, the prosecutors had originally called for an 18-month prison sentence for Egan. This was back in July. So the court's decision is a reflection of this rather delicate balancing act South Korea has to maintain yep. throughout this conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Mm. We have these laws in place for a reason, and I think uh, former Captain Egan was very well aware of those boundaries. You know, I think some of our listeners might be wondering, right. wait, he volunteered to fight. Right. That sounds he, like a good thing on paper. Yeah, right? he had good intentions. Right. Why is he being prosecuted by his own government? Well, for the South Korean government, like you said, um, you know, it's it's a delicate balancing act and volunteer fighters like Egan mm. can cause a headache. Mm. There's a lot of political risk yeah. at hand. So acting on one's personal belief and mission without consulting with the government first mm. could lead to potentially negative consequences mm. uh, for South Korea's international relations. Mm. And yesterday, the court reiterated the view that Egan's actions could put an excessive burden on his homeland, regardless of his intentions. 
violence. I mean, uh, just to be clear, South Korea has repeatedly condemned Russia's invasion of Ukraine. We send humanitarian aid. But when it comes to military, it becomes a much more slippery slope. But going back to that balancing Mm. act, it has also been very careful to limit the appearance of it backing of Ukraine's war efforts by any other means. Exactly. Like you said, South Korea is not neutral in this. Uh, It has repeatedly condemned Russia's invasion. uh, But Seoul is also conscious of threatening its economic ties with Russia. Uh, It doesn't want to provoke Mm. Russia, you Mm. know, uh, risking greater Russian support of North Korea's nuclear program. Mm. Anyways, uh, South Korea has, of course, helped in other ways, um, including humanitarian aid. South Korea sent $100 million uh, to the Ukraine. It plans to send another $150 million this year. Conglomerates, including Samsung and Hyundai, have agreed to support reconstruction projects in Ukraine. Thank you so much, Erica, for a week's worth of coverage. Have a safe weekend. You too. See you next week. See you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.